Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Alex Avila with Love University, and we're back. I'm an author, psychologist, and speaker. Every week, we talk about how to love ourselves, others, and a higher nature, how to improve our career, finances, health, love, and relationships. We've been having an interesting series based on my book, Invincible You, Discover Your Inner Power and Achieve Your Heart's Desires, How to Achieve Your Maximum Potential, Both Inwardly and Outwardly, and Reach Your Dreams. Today's topic is called Center Yourself in the Hara, the Point of Ultimate Power. In part one today, we will talk about how to use your Hara for true power and authenticity. There is a great power that exists two inches below your navel. It is called the Hara, the center of your power and intuition. In Eastern tradition, the Hara is the physical point that lies two inches below your navel and represents your life energy, your power, stability, balance, and intuition. In martial arts demonstrations, martial artists, no matter how big or small, can't be pushed from their position when they focus on their Hara. They are immovable and fixed in their point in space. They are said to be in the Hara, in the zone of ultimate balance, calmness, and power. I used to study martial arts, and I saw that there were men who were older, maybe frail, and even small, but they couldn't be pushed off their stance when they focused in that one point, that power, that energy they had in the Hara. The Hara is also your gut instinct. It is a part of you that knows what is right. Do you trust your gut instinct when it comes to relationships, finances, or important life decisions? If you don't, then you're likely to make more mistakes and slow down your life progress. If you do trust your gut, you're usually better able to make the right decisions and take the best actions. The Hara is your true center of excellence. It is your awakened point of power. When you're in the Hara, you have a sense of being grounded, solid, and flow, and at ease. You say to yourself, this really feels like me, my true self. You have unharried serenity, peace, and inner power, as opposed to being unhappy, uneasy, and strained. When you act with full awareness of your hara, the most trivial act becomes dynamic. Even brushing your teeth or combing your hair becomes an enjoyable experience with awareness. Making love, expressing your creative talent, or spending time with animals and children become acts of joy when you do them from your hara, your inner core. At the same time, when you live from your hara, you can be in the center of a psychological storm with angry and difficult people and be completely unaffected. The reason is that your nature is different from the storm. You are at a higher vantage point where the storm is, the negativity of the outside world, and it can't affect you. You're removed from its damaging force because you reside in the hara, a higher seat of power and intuition. Just like you're able to master fear when you become aware of it, the hara can help you become aware of the many different aspects of your personality, the conflicting sides of you. It's true that all of us have different sides. Sometimes we're kind, other times rude, sometimes confident, sometimes timid. The best approach is to integrate all of these aspects as a whole, a unified self that we call the Hara. Known as resiliency in the West and Hara power in the East, the Hara is an important concept you need to internalize if you're to withstand the pressures of life and attain the true success and happiness you desire. Now let's take a look at what happens when a person is unbalanced and not connected to their Hara, when they are self-divided and untrue to their inner nature. This is called the I'm sorry woman. And this is someone you may have seen, or maybe you're one of someone just like this. Once there was a woman who apologized to everyone. If she didn't buy something from a store, she said, I'm sorry, it's outside my budget. If a friend wanted too much time from her, she would say, I'm sorry, I wish I had more time. She even apologized for apologizing too much. She had grown up in a family where nothing she did was ever right. She was constantly criticized by her parents. You don't do anything right. You're always screwing up. As a result, she got into the habit of saying, I'm sorry for the things she did wrong, which she felt applied to almost everything she did. As an adult, her apologetic and fearful nature continued as she apologized to her friends and work colleagues, and even strangers. Then one day, a friend gave her powerful advice. Don't apologize to anyone, just be yourself and you will be okay. As she thought about it further, she realized that her apologies only served to weaken her and didn't help her relationships or her dealings with people. Others saw her as someone to take advantage of, 
because she apologized so much. Slowly, she began to overcome her need to apologize. Although in the beginning, she was tempted to say, I'm sorry, she began to hold back her need to defend or explain herself. Eventually, she became a new person. Free of the need to apologize, she realized that she could be genuinely compassionate and caring, starting with herself. It's true that when you're self-divided and not in tune with your true nature, you have a forced and apologetic air about you. You laugh at jokes that aren't really funny to you. You express concern for things you don't really care about. Or you do the opposite. You take an argumentative stance and try to prove that you're right at all costs and that everyone else is wrong. And you do this because you don't feel valuable enough as you are. Your self-esteem is not as high as it should be. Whether you're a people pleaser or argumentative, the problem is that you may believe that others have more value than you. Consequently, you work overly hard to try to please them or to prove yourself right in their eyes, often at the cost of your own authenticity and peace of mind. Because you're presenting a false self to others, either overly agreeable or overly combative, you're not being your true self, and it hurts. When you're self-divided or inauthentic, you're always tired. Although you may actually have a lot of natural physical energy, you also carry energy-robbing and unnecessary mental burdens, blame, guilt, self-pity, and remorse. On the other hand, when you live from your heart up, your true self, you don't need to apologize for anything or to anyone. You're living in true love, which means that you can't be hurt and you can't hurt anyone else. You live an authentic life. It's really true that self-unity is the key to your success. To access the power of your hara, your center, you need to have self-unity. Self-unity exists when your inner and outer life are the same. When you talk of peace and have peace. When you talk of love and have love. Many of us know people who appear to be unified but really aren't. They have conflicting part of themselves that diminish their credibility. Some people angrily tell you they're compassionate. Others sneakily try to convince you that they're trustworthy. In either case, they're not really unified. They're presenting a facade which hides the opposite trait. You might ask, how can a person perform a good act one minute but then be unkind the next? The answer is that they have divided goodness. When wanting a reward, a person can perform a good act without having a good nature. They are self-divided. The next act will be harmful. Only an undivided person, one who has signalness of unity and mind, is truly good. Their actions will be natural and effortless. A flower easily gives out perfume because it is a flower. In the same way, a self-unified person is whole and complete. They are happy, self-sufficient, and content within themselves. For the unified person, there is no division, nothing hidden, nothing contradictory. A self-unified individual doesn't just talk about being a good person. They show their goodness through example. They do so by helping others without asking for credit, by being patient when everything around them is a madhouse, by giving when there is nothing for them to gain. How do you become unified as a human being? By doing what is truly you, engaging with the people and activities that resonate with your authentic nature. If you want to start a business to change the world, that is your calling. If you want to raise children to be happy and healthy human beings, then that is your grand mission. If you simply want to be a kind, loving, and compassionate person without any unique or great career goals, then again, that is your true nature and who you are meant to be. Always ask yourself, is this right for me? Do I feel good in my gut about this person, situation, or decision? If the answer is yes, then pursue it. If the answer is no, move in a different direction. Many times we know what is right for us, but we choose to ignore our intuition. We get into the wrong relationship, unhealthy lifestyle choice, or losing money making proposition because we don't listen to our hara, our gut. This doesn't mean that you have to follow every feeling you have blindly. You can also investigate, research, and look at the facts in an analytical and practical way. But once you have gathered all the data and you're still not sure about your decision, relying on your intuition is often the best choice. Your hara can lead you to where you need to go. Because self-unity is so important to your happiness and well-being, it's good for you to have as much of it as you can. Here's an exercise I want you listeners to try this week. It's to live authentically for the entire week. Your goal is to live the unified and authentic life and see what happens. Decide that this week you will go out and do what is truly authentic for you, from your hara, your gut. You will say what you really feel. You will interact with people you really want to be with, not due to obligation or loneliness. You will pursue the activities that bring you true pleasure. This week, you will experiment with doing what is natural for you, and you will see the difference it makes in your life. 
For example, let's say you get along with a certain person naturally and enjoy their company, even though they're not your usual type, either physically or psychologically. If that is the case, experiment and see if you can create a friendship or a relationship even with this person. You may be surprised at how well you can get along with them because you resonate on the same harmonious level. On the other hand, you may feel stressed or pressured when you're with another person who on the surface appears to be your type. When you're with them, you may feel that you have to play a role. You have to be someone you're not, and it makes you uneasy. If that's the case, then you may need to reconsider whether you want to spend a lot of time with this person. The relationship may not be authentic or harmonious. At first, you may find it difficult to step out of your comfort zone and go against your customary choices in choosing people or situations that seem attractive or exciting at first glance. But in the long run, they're not really good for you. That physically attractive person who lacks depth or commitment may not be what's right for you. Or that potentially get-rich-quick business or financial opportunity, again, doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like this is what you want to do or need to do. As you start to focus on your authenticity and the truth of your hara, you will begin to see life in reverse. What you thought was attractive or appealing may actually be quite ugly once you examine it closer. And what you thought wasn't that attractive can actually possess true beauty at its core. The truth is that there's nothing more beautiful than self-unity. You can choose today to live from your unified and authentic nature, your true hara. You can select the people and situations that resonate with who you really are, with what you truly desire deep down. When you do this, you will be happier and healthier. You will be able to accomplish much more than you ever believed was possible. So love university students, I want you to go out this week and say to yourself, I'm going to live true to my hara, my authentic inner core, my nature, my gut instinct. I'm going to follow my intuition, whether it's in relationships, business, finance, or lifestyle choices. And I'm going to be happy with what I choose because I know that deep down, this is the right thing for me to do. How many times have you not listened to your intuition? Maybe you got involved with the wrong kind of person. Maybe they're incompatible or abusive to you, or just not the right fit, or the wrong career, business situation, lifestyle choice. So when you follow the hot out, things change. You start to make the right decisions because you're in tune to who you really are, your authenticity, your power. So love university students. If you want to be on the show, if you have a show question or you want to comment on today's show, you can reach us at loveuniversity.love. You can email us at loveuniversitylove at gmail.com. Call us at 310-226-8090. You can follow us on Facebook at Love University Podcast. Like us on Twitter and Instagram at Love Letter U Podcast. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. So until next time, university students, put away your notebooks, your iPads, your iPhones, and have an authentic Hara Week. This is Dr. Avila.